0: You're listening to the Your Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment you. too. Welcome to Your Such a Catch. I'm Aaron. How's everyone? Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to Your Such a Catch, I'm so glad you swiped right. Just like in any relationship, we have to evaluate if there's a spark, learn more about one another to see what makes us tick, what our interests are, who we be with. Kidding, but I would like you to consider if this podcasting community is a match for you, depending on where you're at in the relationship ecosystem, as well as what your goals are. If you'd like to learn more about your such a catch, you can visit my website yoursuchacatch.com. You can always find me on social media at your such a catch, and you're always welcome to slide into my DMs, which is how today's episode came about. I received a message from a woman asking that I not use her real name, so we'll refer to her as Tiffany. Tiffany with an I. (laughs) I'm pretty swift when it comes to coming up with fun female names, not because I've had to come up with kid names or anything like that, but because I have weaves. (laughs) My weaves have names. So far, I've had Shirley, Phyllis, and now Crystal with a K. So Tiffany just felt right. And uh, Tiffany had no idea I'd have a filled day with <laughs> her allowing me to pick how she'd be referenced in this episode. So after reading Tiffany's DM, I decided that what she's experiencing right now is probably not only like relatable to me, but for others. And I asked if she'd be okay if I read her DM and addressed her question on the podcast. So she obliged and I, uh, here it goes. This is her DM to me. <laughs> Hi, Erin. My name is Tiffany, wink, wink, and I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. I found it during COVID, which has been one of the most challenging times in my life, as it has been for most people. I've been so many of your episodes, I feel as if I've watched your journey to find love unfold and couldn't be happier for you. Thank you, Tiffany. I thought I found my soulmate. I thought I had married him, but being housebound for over a year, losing my job during the pandemic, I hear that, and just being on top of one another 24/7 has proven to be too much for us to handle. We've elected to get a divorce, which I've had time to come to peace with. What is keeping me up at night is having to date again. I'm terrified. I hear all my single friends complain about how awful it is. I heard some of your dating adventures, too, and I just wonder if I can do it. I want a second chance at love at finding my soulmate so I have someone to grow old with. Can I do this? Where do I even start? Heart emoji, Tiffany. Oh, <laughs> Tiffany, you are not alone. I tried to get you a depiction of exactly how not alone you are, but the data isn't as recent as I'd hoped. What I was able to find is that by September of last year, couples heading toward divorce were up 34%. 31% of those couples admitted lockdown caused irreparable damage to the relationship and 25% of those couples had just married within the past five months. I can only imagine how difficult that must have been. Speaking from experience, the first year of marriage already presents a fair amount of challenges as you blend two worlds together, let alone throwing a global pandemic into the mix. So here's some uplifting news. According to census data, which is timely and relevant, 48% of adults in the U.S. are single. Did you catch that? Almost half of the population is on the market. Now, I don't know if that makes re-entering the dating scene more or less polarizing, but the upside of that is there's plenty of opportunity. Now, you asked me two questions. One, can I do this? And two, where do I even start? So let's start with, can you do this? You can. You obviously dated to meet your current husband, so we know you're capable. You're self-aware, you seem to have a grasp on your desired outcome, and you're willing to ask for help and guidance, so you're making strides already. But here's what I will say. Before your girlfriends convince you to download Tinder, before you succumb to someone's loose-lipped advice, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone, trust me, we all have that girlfriend who's channeling her inner Samantha Jones and thinks sex solves all of our problems and it can solve many, (laughs) but it's best that we check in with ourselves to make sure we're ready to make those kind of decisions. I know, I'm no fun. And I'm not saying you can't take a pause and play the field before committing. I'm only suggesting you evaluate your mental and emotional state in the present tense before adding additional layers to work through. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm an advocate for seeing one if you have the option. Sometimes talking through a situation like this with a professional does wonders. Of course, it requires some work, finding someone you trust, someone you feel comfortable sharing intimate information with, but they are trained to help you process the situation, any trauma, and they can equip you with tools to set you up for success. So the short answer to your first question, Tiffany, is yes, you can do it. Your second question (laughs) is a loaded question. Where do I even start? I will do my best to guide you in the right direction, but before I make any suggestions, I want to provide context in which my advice is derived. You said you've been listening to the pod for a while, then I'm sure you know I, too, am divorced. I married in my 20s, and although we dated for four years, we were only married for three. It wasn't my choice to get divorced, but in hindsight, it was the greatest gift I could have received. Like you, Tiffany, I get a second chance at love, at finding my soulmate, and you're watching that unfold in real time for me. But it took me years to get there, and I don't say that to scare you. I say that to encourage you to do the necessary work on yourself, to devise a game plan, and to avoid making the same mistakes I did post-marriage. I went straight from my marriage into another serious relationship before my divorce was even finalized. This added another layer of dynamics, emotions, and frankly, challenges to sort through as I was grieving my failed marriage. So my first suggestion to you would be, take your time. You can take as little or as much time as you need to fill yourself again. This is one of those scenarios that isn't a one-size-fits-all. Go at the pace you feel comfortable with. I challenge you to work through the grieving stage, process those emotions, allow yourself to feel sad, disappointed, even angry if that's what you need. The worst thing you can do is bring emotional baggage from one relationship to the next. It will cloud your judgment and ability to start a new relationship with a clean slate. I know you mentioned wanting to find your soulmate and someone to grow old with as your end goal. I'm sure there's a possibility you may feel as if you just wasted precious time with the wrong person, but I advise that you don't dwell on that or use that as a means to propel you into something else in double speed because in my experience, this exasperated the process resulting in taking longer to heal. Now, Tiffany didn't mention having children with her husband, nor did she mention any other catalysts aside of the pandemic, being in lockdown with her husband as the reason behind getting her divorce. But I mention this only to say, if you're listening and you're in a similar situation, but you have children or your divorce involves greater circumstances, such as trust issues, infidelity, or even abuse— Please don't heed any additional advice. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 without seeking help from a professional. Trust me on this one. And I get it. Maybe there are some roadblocks. Maybe you don't have insurance. Maybe you don't have time to talk to somebody. You need to make the time. You need to find a way to make it happen. The best investment you can make is the investment in yourself, especially if you're a parent. What is happening now directly correlates to how your children perceive marriage and relationships. they are sponges learning from your experience, how you respond to things, the language you use when you speak of their other parent, and it creates patterns. Make a conscious decision to do your best to provide healthy habits and to be a strong representation of what you'd like them to emulate when they're older. Okay, Tiffany, back to you. <laughs> Sorry, got on a little soapbox there. Once you've taken the time to process, grieve, to fill all the fills and your divorce is final, you're living apart from your ex, and you're ready to cast a line and see what fish are in the sea, reel it in, girl. Don't put yourself back out there without setting an intention and understanding what you're looking for. Again, I'm going to reference my situation because that's what I know. I was so worried about making the same mistake, picking the wrong guy, that I was operating out of fear. And what do you think I was attracting? I was attracting men who possessed similar qualities of those I feared being involved with again. And guess what it led to? Frustration, disappointment, lowered self-esteem. I thought there was something wrong with me. And you know when that happens, it's just a downhill spiral from there. To prevent this exact scenario from happening to you, it's important to put a few things in place. One I highly suggest is keeping a gratitude journal. Each and every day, write down five things you're grateful for. You can make them relevant to your new relationship status, being single, your newfound freedom, or you can make them general about everyday life. But it's important to shift your focus on all the positive that's occurring around you. Next, you're going to implement Affirmations. Now, I know this sounds goofy, like I'm asking you to do a role play in training or something like that, which we all dread. And it's a little bizarre and as uncomfortable as it may feel, it's going to help reprogram how you see yourself, especially if your confidence and self esteem took a hit due to your divorce. Some people like to make post-it notes and hang them in prominent places around the house. I've seen affirmations written on bathroom mirrors and journals. Whatever feels right for you, just do it. Now don't laugh, but my affirmations are written on post-it notes inside my pantry. So yes, lots of people, any guest who's come to my home and opened the pantry to see what snacks I have, they know my affirmations, (laughs) they're written there. One uh, Jamar actually removed because it no longer was relevant after we started dating, it was specific to being single. So he actually replaced it with a note of encouragement, which is super cute. But the idea behind these affirmations is to see yourself as the catch you are. Remind yourself of your worth And it helps you get on a higher vibrational level to ensure the energy and the confidence you project into the world is helping you attract the type of person you desire. The next thing you're going to do, and I know this is a lot, (laughs) but we're working on you. Well, before we download those apps and start swiping your thumb, you're going to make two lists. You're going to make a list of everything you want in your soulmate or partner, Sure, you can focus on aesthetics, but aesthetics aren't why you got divorced in the first place. So it's okay to mention, you know, hair color, height, and build. But more importantly, describe the qualities that maybe were missing or your previous partner lacked but you needed. What would have helped you keep that relationship going? For me, characteristics like being motivated, him having drive, just wanting to be successful in life, having goals and aspirations, those were super important to me, and they lacked in my marriage. As well as me wanting my partner to do the little things with me, like holding my hand or just being chivalrous by opening up the door for me. Once you sit down with a pencil and paper, it all starts to flow. And the next list that you're going to do is you're going to contrive a list of all the qualities you yourself bring to the table. Now, don't be shy. This is no time for you to be shy. You are going to call out all the wonderful characteristics that make you you. This list is going to come in helpful when you do have to write a bio on a dating app. It's a reference point, and it's a good reminder that we cannot expect a partner to be something we aren't able to be in return. So for example, how can I expect a man to be upfront and honest with me if I'm keeping secrets and withholding information from him? I can't. So this little exercise forces you to really examine your expectations. What it also is going to do is it's going to give you a roadmap and a cheat sheet for when you are on apps and you're in the thick of the dating scene. So what do I mean by that? When you're swiping or when you meet someone, however that comes about, you have your list of all you deem important in your head. It's easily accessible. The second you realize that the person you're speaking to or you're presented on an app probably doesn't align with your once-needs-desires you swipe left. (laughs) There is no emotion involved. You bypass opportunities that don't align with your overall goals and you make room for those that do. I'm going to provide an example of this too. To ensure the point is drilled home, I will use my situation again because, again, that's what I know, but my ex-husband decided three years into our marriage, he didn't want to be married, nor did he want to have kids. You guys... As a wife, insert sarcasm, I obviously wanted to be married, and I've always wanted to be a mother. Knowing these two things are hugely important to me, they're on my list, I'd be foolish to swipe right or entertain any kind of scenario with a man who didn't want the same things. I'm not in the business of changing people, and neither should you be. Now, Tiffany, I'm sure this feels like a lot, and I definitely don't want to overwhelm you. Remember, you are in control of the timeline. You set the pace car for what feels comfortable to you. The last piece of advice I'd like to offer is a word of caution. Your energy and your vibrational level is important, not only for your mental health, but also for what you're projecting into the world, which helps you manifest and attract what you're looking for. It determines how quickly your dreams become a reality, so you need to protect it. After an event like a divorce, it's easy for our loved ones to try and console us by building us up and placing blame or, for lack of a better term, (laughs) bashing our ex. My suggestion would be to cut that off at the pass. That kind of energy doesn't serve anyone. It may feel good in the moment, but the more you breathe energy into something, the more it remains in your current reality. We don't want that. We're moving on. We're moving forward. We're evolving and open to new opportunities. We need to close that chapter. Your friends and family may not understand. They may even think they're helping. But it's important to find a tactful, polite way to shift from negative to positive. Protect that energy. That same can be said for your single girlfriends who are going to want to drop their entire dating history on your lap. They wanna warn you of the dating cesspool that's out there, share every traumatic experience they've had. I encourage you to be mindful of these types of situations also. Share a laugh, find nuggets of value in what they're sharing. Should there be something to take away, but protect your energy. Remember your list, remember your intent, your affirmations that you made, and cling to the positive. That's what you want to attract, not the same situations as your single girlfriends who are stuck on that ongoing hamster wheel. This will help you get to the end result you desire with less obstacles in your way. Tiffany, I cannot thank you enough for reaching out, for allowing me to share my experience, my suggestions, and my advice with you. I hope you found it helpful. (laughs) listeners, if you have any additional advice for Tiffany, by all means, please share it. We are a community of like-minded individuals who can learn from one another. If you'd like to be part of more intimate discussions, there is a private YSC community Facebook group. I've linked the details in the episode notes. And if you yourself are going through a divorce, recently divorced or considering divorce, I hope there were some key takeaways for you in this episode also. If you'd like to chat with me directly, again, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist, but I'm an ear to listen and I've been there. Feel free to reach out to me at, at com. And lastly, if you're at a place in your life where you're ready for a change, you've been on a mission to meet your person and you're just stuck. Maybe you were listening and you had an aha moment. You're one of the single gals stuck on the hamster wheel. Please take an initiative and book a 15 minute call with me. I'd love to help you shift your mindset and be in a place where you can manifest your wildest dreams. A link to my calendar is also available in the episode notes. All right, guys, best of luck to you, Tiffany. Bye for now.